A.K.A. Responsible, proper, social distance, shit-talking from spare bedrooms across exurban Atlanta. Welcome to the Godless Seasons Podcast, everybody. Thanks for listening. I'm Don. I'm Jeff. And I'm Jerry. This is a podcast by atheists that talks about a lot of things, not just atheism. We will challenge your assumptions and ours, too. Definitely not here to preach to the atheist choir, but to critique, ridicule, and poke fun at anyone, especially ourselves. So join us as we examine the crossroads of politics and religion from the secular perspective. And remember, don't believe everything you hear on this podcast or anywhere else for that matter until you've independently verified it for yourself. In other words, duck, duck, go the shit. (laughs) Episode 105. And I feel like we've started shows, or I've started shows similarly over the past probably 18 months Four Two years, years four, four plus years, <laughs> but there is a whole lot of crazy going on, and Jeez, yes. why talk about it or why dwell on it? Only to prevent normalizing it, which I'm afraid is happening. And if there's not a better reason to drink, I can't think of one. <laughs> so I'll go first. I'm having a California Pinot Noir. The name of it is Prophecy, and that is mm. the only reason I bought it. Because it, uh, I was like, oh, they'll, they'll tell you. There You're you going to prophesy tonight? It's got some sort of like a, a religious-ish connotation to it or something. We drink a lot of religious-started beer on this podcast, so mm-hmm. equal opportunity. I'm doing a Founders KBS Maple Mackinac Fudge. Oh, It's my. 11%. Mm. It's mm. an imperial stout with Mackinac Fudge mm. coffee maple syrup, and chocolate aged in oak bourbon barrels. Dark beer for dark times. Had that. It is amazing. And I'm kind of still on the dark side, too. This is a back-of-the-fridge uh, special. Clearing it out. This is from Monday Night, their overnight celebrity series. It's a maple bourbon barrel imperial porter with coffee and coconut. So it's kind of similar to yours, Jerry. Yeah, right? I was going to say, kind of right in the same vein as his. It's got coconut added. That's the only thing it needs. And it's fudge-free. So. Yeah, no fudge. No little fudge. coconut. Fudgeless. Very I think either good. of them could use a little cacao. So I'm, I'm just saying. Cacao. A little cacao would be nice. So you guys probably saw the story where references to CRT cratered on Fox after the Virginia election. Mm-hmm. Most important issue of the day. On Monday. One that one that could <laughs> right. through Tuesday, just not the Wednesday after yeah. the election. Up until about seven or eight PM on Tuesday night. It was very important. My first thought about that was kind of the typical kind of anti Fox thought. They just played it for partisan gain and just tossed it aside. Then the stories about CRT continuing to come up in local elections and school board races and politicians are talking about it parent groups are allegedly organizing it and it's not gonna go away just because they're not talking about it on fox news for 12 hours a day doesn't mean that crt the mentions of crt are going away if anything the definition of crt is going to continually expand like the universe constantly at the Speed of light. Yeah. <laughs> Let's hope not that fast. Um, but it's going it's going to expand in some ways it already is kind of a catch-all term for anything that I don't want to be taught that makes me uncomfortable, that I don't want my kids taught. And you know what? It's a lot of times about race. No kidding. Go figure a country with kind of a sketchy history when it comes to race would have a hard time coming to grips with that history. They don't have a hard time coming to grips to it. They just think that a different history needs to be taught. Right. Alternative facts. What we would, (laughs) not alternative, facts. They don't call them alternative. You know what? Look. They used to. 
Now they just call them facts. Right. And they've adopted the arguments and the rationalizations or the justifications for these thoughts and positions are the same for anti-vax, but in some ways they're reverse. Uh, I don't want to take it because I don't want my personal freedom infringed. I don't want this taught in public school because it offends me and everybody else shouldn't learn about it either. Their personal freedoms don't matter because they don't agree with the message. We're going to hear about this a lot. It's not going to go away. It is like the ultimate wedge issue. And the reason it's not going to go away and the reason it's going to continue to be a wedge issue and increase as a wedge issue is this strategy has been used by the conservative side for decades. Basically, Truman, I think, was when this first started to kind of come up um, and, you know, started pushing for more civil rights. Then they started tying that into communism. So they call it the, the black and red scare. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what's interesting in these school board meetings when you hear it on Fox News and all that kind of stuff, too. They tie CRT directly to Marxism. So that's not just a fluke or adding something on. That's been the long history. That's where all right-wingers go when they start to stumble, when they get their three minutes at the, at the school board or whatever, and they just start throwing out terms. It's always leftist, Marxist, communist, socialist, Satanist, pedophiles. That's the whole grab bag. That's like all of them. Right. And, and the reason why is because their form of, of the United States is very distinct. And, you know, we've talked about white Christian, uh, Christian nationalism on this podcast numerous times, but that's what it is. So anybody that's outside of that circle is not a true American. So obviously, if you're not an American, you're communist. You know, you don't love this country. And if you're not a Christian, well, you're a Satan worshiper. So, like I say, this this story has been going on for decades. There's this is nothing only new. two sides to every card, Jeff. If if you're not what's on one side of the card, you're obviously what's on the other side. Yeah, I mean, so that's entirely what this is about: is is splitting up the country. You know, it's a civil war. We've talked about that on here before too, and it's going to get ugly. Well, what do you do about it, though? One of my favorite Netflix shows ever. It's called Babylon Berlin. A little early for a recommendation, but let's run with it. (laughs) I think I've recommended it before, but it's a high-budget, big production in Weimar Republic, Germany, and it kind of shows the Germany before the Nazis took power. By the fourth season, Nazis were making their presence felt. Basically, the rot that led to Nazism was like establishing its, itself in the, the halls of power. And when you watch these people going about their daily lives, seeing things that, man, that's just, you know, that's not normal. And that's something we need to fight. And there, of course, there is a thread of like the Red Scare. And the Red Scare was used to justify force. And basically, we know how that story ended. You're talking about here in this country with now, McCarthyism and all that? Or are you well, talking about no, Germany? No, like there. Like there oh, was a okay. red scare. There too. Uh, mm. Absolutely. That Yeah, absolutely. It was fascist or, or communist. Led to authoritarian takeover. And these people didn't know. They, they don't look at it through a historical lens. They're kind of living in the moment like we yeah. are. And when you exactly. talk about things like Civil War, which Professor Mark... Uh, disagrees with we might we might have to get him back on because there was a tweet from the guy who was credited with creating the CRT panic the whole thing the, he's the one that came up with the, the whole right strategy. The, the whole thing and it basically said that we need to go after the universities get rid of the intellectuals and basically take over and there wasn't like a huge reaction to it. And why not? Why Why is, we need to get rid of all the smart people. Why does that not get a bigger reaction? Here is the, the direct quote. The guy's name is Christopher Rufo. I do not uh, mm-hmm. recommend anyone following him on Twitter. Rufi? Yeah. Rufi or Rufo? It's Rufo. Okay. R-U-F-O. It's time to clean house in America. Remove the attorney general. Lay siege to the universities. 
abolish the teachers' unions, and overturn the school boards. Clean house, that's a bad analogy for society. Who has the authority to fire the attorney general? The righteous people. Things like this, to use a dotardism, should not be taken literally, but should be taken absolutely seriously. Because when he says remove the, the attorney general, you can do it by democratic election. Yeah. Like you can do it by, by winning the presidency and you own Congress and basically you can do whatever the hell you want. We saw that for four freaking years. I don't think that's the way he's referring to having him ousted. Right. What would you think of a person that had as their social media image an impeach Biden button? Or badge. I'd say that's somebody that has a finger on the pulse of politics and, and a nuanced view New, of, right? of the city. No, a, a fucking nut. A deep thinker. Probably thinks that Biden is directly responsible for the gas prices currently. Right. Definitely. Like he has his finger on the dial and can change grass prices at, at a moment's notice. Yeah, even though Britain is having the same issues and other European countries are having the same inflationary issues and the same well, fuel that's prices. Because there's a cartel that controls the gas prices. Oh, not the, the global cabal. The, the cabal. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. isn't that what OPEC tries to do? Yeah. But you can take him out by basically hook or by crook. The by crook part. Yeah, he's not wait. He's not talking about waiting till twenty four to do this. I wonder. That that was not the way that that I took it as you know a call for a grassroots electoral process to rectify the situation. They may not need to storm the Capitol though. In twenty twenty two, the Democrats could lose the House and, and the we could lose the Senate, and you can guarantee. That immediate proceedings to impeach the president and to censure AOC and basically, you know, and strip Ilhan Omar of uh, committee assignments, everything Mm -hmm. that was done during the Dotard administration for good reason is going to be done without good reason as a form of abuse. And you just today shared the uh, the gerrymandering, you know, the redistricting, gerrymandering maps. And yeah, I mean, just in Georgia alone, what are they figuring? They're going to pick up at least three three seats advantage and, by doing this at least. And multiply this by probably 25 or 30 states. That are Cause, doing cause this, Because they're right, taking yeah. extremely blue sections and moving them into mostly red districts to absorb them where there's still there's going to be lawsuits like crazy. One might be on this podcast. We have learned <laughs> right now. We have we have learned not to not to have a lot of religious term faith in the courts. Yeah. Well, or or faith in in our Democrat politicians. I mean, is like so this stuff is going on right now. Whatever happened to the Voting Rights Act? You know, I, you know what happened to it. Well, I know what happened the first time they put it through, and we knew exactly what was going to happen. So why can't they go back and do a uh, a carve-out on the gerrymandering for something this important? Because, because yeah, they do not have the votes. Even to do a carve-out for this issue, for you know, one-issue carve-out. I know that hardcore lefties and progressives don't want to hear it. But when Carville said, you cannot be to the left of Joe Manchin. He meant it. He is a thousand percent correct, unfortunately. You you can drive a stake in the ground where Joe Manchin stands, and you need to stand to the right of that stake. And Kirsten Sinema. Yeah, both of them. If you could get 50 in any combination, if you could get 50, you know, Vice President Harris could break a tie. Mm -hmm. We don't have it. And Nancy Pelosi isn't going to spend a lot of time on something that's just going to get shot down by the Senate. Mm -mm. So back to the Babylon Berlin, how do you know you're in the pre-bad times? There's always a, it couldn't happen here before anywhere before it happens. Yep. And it's potentially right around the corner. Nobody wants to believe that they're in 1939 Berlin. And I can understand why. Sucks. Yeah. Terrible. Absolutely. It can't be. It can't be that bad. Right. 
Or it's some version of la 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 la. Like they think that it would be so much. It's hard to even say this. It'd be so much more out in the open and, and obvious as out in the open as obvious as it's been for the last few years. Well, know? not not even just that. I mean, just this week with the the uh, the censure of um, what's his name? Oh, Gosar. Gosar. Yeah. So you only had two Republicans cross over and do the do the sanction. Everybody else is fine. With this wacko, more members of his family would have voted against him than members of his party people voted who against know him, him. Best, yeah, who know him better. So I mean, well, that tells you all you need to know about him, right there. Well, and it's not just that. I mean, it's it's that kind of shows you, you know, people kind of think, well, you know, the Republican Party. Uh, you know, they went through a phase. They're coming back. Who thinks that? When you okay, say, who's like, saying this? All yeah. right. So, prime example. We talked about this also in you know in our in our signal group with uh, Chris Christie making the book tour. And let me just say this. You know, fuck all the CNN, NBC, the View, all these shows that are putting them on there to do his little book sales. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I mean, what they're what they're doing is setting up to kind of show. Well, yeah, this is a normal Republican, you know. So there's there's yeah. hope. This is one of the good ones. And so they're believing the bullshit that this guy's putting out there. This is this think, is a guy. I don't think Nicole Wallace treated like like. No, you can right. Definitely yeah. criticize, or you could have Morning a, Joe a yeah. good discussion. Oh, I, I'm sure Morning Joe. But yeah, Nicole Wallace. Yeah, she she really gave him the business, which is great. But like, I don't know. Do you even put that guy on? That's like, one of my, my point. Is they're they're legitimizing that the Republican Party still has some normal people in it. So he's going to run yeah. against Trump and think he's going to be okay. So it kind of placates us. Is he saying he's going to run against Trump? No. No way mm. would he ever say that. No. He's kind of implied it though in some of the interview clips I've I think seen. The only There's one no. at this point is DeSantis. I know. He's way. That's what I'm saying. So he's saying this during these interviews to sell books because there's hope on the horizon. We can turn, because that's, what was the title of his book? Republican Rescue, Saving the Party from Truth Deniers, Conspiracy Theorists, and the Dangerous Policies of Joe Biden. You know, probably the communism. By the, by the way, part. who, yeah. if, you, if you believe the polls, has taken a giant, giant hit in popularity. Yeah, be, because... I can't because wait to hear this. It's because of inflation and gas prices, and they're pinning it all at the president's feet like he controls the fucking gas prices. This is life in Biden's America. $4 a gallon gas. I personally do not understand all the all the economics that drive that. Like, I don't have... I, yep. I've, and I look. Like, I look yeah. for information on this because... Everything is more expensive. A gallon of milk at Costco now is three bucks, uh, three fifty. This is not an anomaly to the United States, though. This this is worldwide, which should make it less of a quote Biden problem. Exactly, it's forces outside of his control. But, but the Republicans, through effective messaging, are laying this at his feet, like he controls these. But things. there still doesn't. There's still not a great answer. Well, it's a complicated answer. I think that's part of the problem. For sure. It's complicated. What are the factors that make it complicated? In my industry that I'm in, I'm experiencing this, uh, and mainly what it is, is any parts that have to come from overseas has been the snafu. You know, like like the uh, the water softeners uh, use uh, computer chips. Right. Okay. So, so micro microprocessors, of course, in a very short supply, so... That's put the kibosh on available. And, and and the other end of that is you have extremely high demand on these units. I mean, yep. people have been moving, remodeling their homes. So right, the water Jeff, treatment it's, industry. Jeff, it's your, it's that industry and well, you phones know, I'm just, and cars and stuff. Every industry. And yeah. everything. Right. Ford can't build trucks because they can't get supercomputer or super whatever processor right. Right. chips and, and, or whatever it is. Right. But so and, so and, it's it's basic supply and demand. It's, so yeah, it's exactly. supply but is it, high. But it's not it's not basic uh, supply uh, and demand though. Well, but a lot it, of stuff got shut down or at least tampered down during the pandemic, and the ramp back up 
to some sort of semblance of normalcy has not been equal. Maybe. And, you know, across the board. Maybe the yeah. old normalcy wasn't sustainable. And now it's not a given that if we just snap our fingers, we need more processing power, that a factory just cranks them out mm-hmm. and we get them in a just-in-time way, just like the and, yeah, supply it, chain demands. There's no, there's same no thing. guarantee. We, we've gotten used to getting everything in two days with an Amazon Prime account. Not just that, but the fact that you want to buy a refrigerator, here's a thousand different types. Here's 500 different kinds of stoves. Here, but a lot of that stuff got shut down, though, during the pandemic. Uh, a lot of... I know a lot of appliance manufacturers, all that stuff came out of China. A lot of them shut down production on stuff. And there, there was a couple things that, that added to that. The the issue that they had in Texas uh, that, that uh, sent Ted Cruz flying off to Cancun, th- that affected a 3M plant that made the fiber, uh, not fiber, the insulation foam for appliances like stoves and refrigerators and stuff, which push back production even further. So that it got to the point where it was like, we ran out of this model. We're going to start making a new model in a month. We're not making any more of this model. This model's discontinued. And stuff just dried up on the market. So what's, what's interesting, Jerry, is you mentioned uh, just-in-time inventory. And I remember, you know, when I, I worked mm-hmm. for Dana Corporation back in the 80s, when that was just becoming a thing for factories, any kind of manufacturing, was to have things, you know, and it was all about improving profit, you know, to help the yep. shareholder. It's all about, you know, all about that. So inventories were cut for just in time. So, you know, along the supply they chain. Cut. They were made inventories more efficient. Were they cut. were made more efficient, Jeff. No, inventories were cut. You say they were cut. We're making things more efficient. Yeah. Well, right. Yeah. yeah. More productive is is the word. We don't necessarily like your attitude, Jeff. No, but I'm I'm saying that's a big part of the issue, is you know we're so the manufacturers are so reliant on these things working like clockwork. And you know the thing is too is is you know other countries have not recovered from COVID at the same rate. So a lot of these little tiny countries that supply. You know, a miscellaneous part, you know, still have severe worker shortages and hospitalization, all this kind of stuff. Yeah. So, that so there's stuff all gets compounded these... down the supply chain. Right. And, it, yeah. and if you don't have inventories built to, you know, withstand those kind of fluctuations, I've had to build my own inventory because of this, this whole shitstorm. And, and this, I've noticed my customers too loading up on stuff. So that, you know, potentially they, yeah, down the road. Hoarding. 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 And I was going to say, yeah, I mean, you know. I'm going to take care cause... of me. Huh. Right, right. Are you being a good steward and only allowing short sales? You're not allowing certain individuals to corner the market on specific oh. uh, filtration systems, are you? My customers don't go to that extent. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just saying, it seems like, you know, sometimes they'll order instead of usually one of things, they'll order three, three of three things or four. Or four. Or something. Right, and so that kind of just yeah. triggers. It's kind of like uh, you know when we went to the the grocery store before, when COVID started, and shelves no were empty toilet paper because everybody was hoarding. So yeah, I mean, there's, there's you just, remember you remember when you couldn't find toilet paper for a month, you know, and and now, and you you say there's like outages and shortages and stuff, and there there are, but it's it's not like you go in and it's like 1980s Russia supermarket scenes, you know, where it's just barren shells, you know, as far as the eye can see. But it's like the Publix may be out of something, but the Kroger has it, kind of kind of a thing. Right. Where yeah, it's, it's di- not... you know, different supply chains, where it, it, it's weird. It's like you, if you go to the grocery store, and it's like, what? They're out of yogurt, or they're out of cheese, or it's just some oddball thing that just happened to be out of that day, but the grocery store down the street has it. But when you say, like, the lines in Russia... You know, that was just kind of a, you know, kind of that that was always used as an example of the bread line. Their system bad. Our system. Yeah, good. our system good. You know, yeah. like capitalism we, with capitalism. capitalism. Yeah. yeah, we've got 18 different kinds of bread. They don't even know what bread is. They get it every other Tuesday. But that kind of expectation 
that we have grown pretty much our whole lives. Yeah, as I was about to say, from the time that we were little, it's always. Always been. There's always we've, been we've known, the grocery store, the general nothing, store, the this kind of store, where you could get everything pretty much that day. Whenever you want. Yeah. Almost as much as you want. And that part, when I say maybe that's not sustainable, there's no guarantee that they, they just opened another grocery store near my house. I think there's like nine. Like it's an insane <laughs> amount of options. Say you're white and live in the suburbs without saying you're white and live in the suburbs. I did not tell Publix to put <laughs> a store a mile down from their other store. What? Wow. The bakery just wasn't up to snuff. I, I don't know why. There are three CVSs within about a mile and a half on the same road. That so is nuts. That is extravagantly, you know, it's like it's almost gross. And yeah. it's not like this, obviously, all over the place. But there's no guarantee that shelves are always going to be filled with the stuff that we want whenever we want. We've grown up and we've we've come to expect it and just think of it as a fact. What do you mean you're out of this? Right. People would get indignant about it. It's an expectation. And mm-hmm. the systems that provide that don't necessarily need to work this way all the time. And definitely, they don't work this way in giant swaths of the country. Where there's like nine grocery stores within like two miles of me, there might be a Dollar General within 20 miles of like half the country. Those people yeah. those people are going to be pissed when their stuff yeah. goes up even more at the one store that they can buy it from, which isn't even that great of a store. Those people are going to be pissed at Biden in part because the media choices that they that they pick are probably fanning those flames. In a lot of communities, that's the only retail establishment that's available for, you know, grocery and general shopping. It's your local Target, your local grocery store, you know, your local CVS without the prescriptions all in one. So my my thought that came to my mind is so. A tiny invisible virus caused all this disruption in our capitalistic society. So what happens when uh, climate change, global warming, starts to wreak havoc on, let's say, Iowa, where they can no longer effectively grow corn? Kansas can't effectively grow wheat, or we can't get fruits and vegetables from California because they don't have any, any water. That's when Russia becomes the world's breadbasket instead of America. Uh, because the temperate zone moves Siberia. to the north. Siberia and, and would be. Canada yeah. becomes a, a huge producer of, of these type products. By the way, the Russians shot down a satellite from Earth and forced the IS, the International Space Station astronauts to basically prepare Hunker for an down. emergency departure. Yep. So... Not to dwell on, like, you don't really know what drives your modern existence. But if all of a sudden satellites start getting shot out of the sky, your life is going to change a lot. Yeah, or or ransoms are held over satellites not being shot out of the sky. Yeah, right. (laughs) Give it, give this to us or else. This just called, our rates are going up. (laughs) Jeff, would you say that's your biggest fear for climate change? Well, I mean, it's a combination. It would be where food is going to be able to be grown. Obviously, that's going to be a huge thing. But it's also going to put a heavy influx of migrants. Yes, it is. You know, is. they're going to have to relocate from here to there. And, you know, we're already one of the most uh, closed down of borders is what, what the Republicans want to do. Is So I see a whole lot of red flags popping up and we're not taking this thing seriously so there was a big climate summit not too long ago and yeah there was some talk that things are going to change and a bunch of nations signed on to a treaty i do believe or, uh, agreed <laughs> they, they to made, some they sort made, of they made pledges don pledge to come back non, in 10 years non-binding agreements they might have pinky swore <laughs> oh yeah so there, there's a story that i i saw one one of uh one of my favorite news sources is the BBC app. And before you mm-hmm. rip me for being like, oh, he's BBC guy. Mm. 
Mm. The popular tab is a good cross-section of stories. And there's a town, I think it's in Wales, and it is basically on the sea. It's like in a peninsula. It's on the sea, and then there's water behind it. And the British government says, everybody's got to go. Already they're saying yeah, this. Yeah, like, like, like. It's going to flood. You it, need, you gotta, yeah. like, this Everybody island needs to be evacuated. Hmm. And shockingly, a lot of people there don't want any part of it. All right. And they're not. It, they're, my daddy's daddy grew up on this island. They, they, my daddy grew up on this pre- island. Pretty much. Yeah. You know what? I, I have back, my freedom. Uh, on that side of the world, it's probably hundreds of years that the family goes back. So, and there are people still like, but like the island is is definitely gotten smaller. But people still live there. They're still hmm. operating businesses, and if they can't get this done on a mm-hmm. five hundred mm-hmm. person spit of land. Yeah. What are they going to do in South Florida? Oh, exactly. What are they going to do of, yeah. in, you know, New Orleans, in New York City, in New Orleans, in Houston, in yeah. Southeast Asia, Houston, South like, Louisiana, all those places. So you're going to have this kind of bureaucratic political quagmire everywhere in the world, basically. It's fine. Ben Shapiro says those people can just sell their houses and move. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And you notice uh, he moved uh, to inland Nashville from Los Angeles. So. To where? <laughs> Nashville, Tennessee. Nashville. Nashville, really? Oh, yeah. Oh, he Nashville, didn't, he didn't is the, Na- Nashville is the. Is it the new Austin? It's the white it's the Atlanta. New Austin. Yeah. It's, uh, it, was, it was Austin before Austin was cool. Um. Maybe they'll build a, a University of Nashville there. So hey, what, uh, what are they going to do? What are they going to do when, when South Florida floods? Where are those people going to go other than north? Uh, yeah. Central Florida? Nobody oh. in Central no, Florida is going yeah. to want them. And, yeah. and they will not that's stop not... in Central Florida. They will well, keep say, on I mean, going. Where, where did people in Houston go when it flooded during the hurricanes? Atlanta. Well, it's funny because... A lot of people from Katrina went to Houston. Uh, a lot of people from Katrina came to Atlanta. Uh, a lot of people that left New Orleans because of Katrina left Houston as well after going there. So, so nobody, nobody's going to want them. Well, not that many millions of people, too. There's not enough housing for the people that live in almost every major city. There's going to have to be major decisions made on how much money to spend to save which places. And there is not going to be enough money to go around. And the people who have houses and their money and their lives are not going to be able to be compensated. First thing I thought of when I saw that story in, on BBC.com is they should, take the, they should take the deal and run with it as fast as they can. Because yeah. the deals, if you're a climate, here's, here's, a, here's a little bit of Dave Ramsey advice for this Uh pod first time ever been offered if you get offered a deal to relocate because of looming climate catastrophe Mm -hmm. hold out for as long as you can for a short period of time but then take the money and go because the deals will only get worse from there when there's a when there's a group of 500 that's relatively manageable. When mm-hmm. it's a municipality of a million or five million, they're not going to get that deal. They may not get any money. They may just be told to move. Who's going to pay for that? We're not going to solve that. I, I, I'm sorry to disappoint you listeners. But these are kind of these seemingly immovable objects and things that, that are kind of largely out of our control and when the water basically overtakes Miami, for example, and they look at the history, are they going to look at us like we look at 
pre-Nazi Germany and go, what were those people thinking? Yeah, how could they not see this coming? Well, yeah. idiots. Yeah. It, it, absolutely. Yeah. A- absolutely. Well, it, it's hard to see a problem, Jeff, if it's financially not in your favor to see that problem. That's, it's that's easier to ignore it if it's financially in your favor to ignore it. And unfortunately, it is for a number of people. Well, and I don't know that, that future humans are going to be any smarter than what we are. <laughs> uh, <I'm... laughs> in fact, you know, if you look at the production rate of the conservatives versus the uh, progressives, yeah, we're, we're totally... Past performance Screwing. being indicative of future results, I don't think we've got a good shot. I'm kind of so, I'm yeah. kind of surprised that Jeff, that you have not been more agitated about the continuing scourge of COVID. Talk about normalized. The next wave. It's, it's just expected. It is. It is bad up north. It's, it's bad, bad up north. It's it's bad in Europe as well. Germany yeah. is having the worst uh, wave they've ever had. Yeah, we we don't see it here. It doesn't have that. No, doesn't exist. we went through the wave. But in the north, in the northern United States, right now, it is rampant. Yeah, yes. but they didn't. It was like a delayed wave. We had that. Kind of like a football stadium that just can't get the the wave going. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well. But I mean, you know, part of that is kind of kind of uh, climate driven, forcing people inside as as weather right, gets as, colder. As, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so, as long as there's there's a large percent of the population that's not vaccinated, and we still I don't know if we've if we've gotten above fifty percent in Georgia with fully vaccinated. I don't. I'd have to look at the stats. But I mean, as long as there's there's opportunity for the virus is going to take advantage of it. If you're asking for a prediction for me for our part of the country, I, I will say we, we would probably get another increase. I don't know if I'd call it a spike, but we'll get another wave after Here the holidays. Georgia? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, in the yeah, South. After, after Thanksgiving and Christmas? Yes. Mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, because you're going to have... Four to six weeks after that, so probably end of what January mid February? Yeah, you'd have to look at last year's history on that oh. on that wave that we had. So we'll have another one. So, but it's not going to be as big as a spike that we had um, this this late summer, early fall. Yeah, but the fact that you're looking at it like you know what, it's not as bad as like the worst ever. That that's absolutely normalizing it. Well, you have to normalize you it do because not. it's it's absolutely yep. do not. You have to, this virus is not going away. So, yes, you do have to kind of normalize the reality of that. Do tell. I'm, I want to hear how, how like, what, what do you mean by that? Because I might not be what's in my head. Well, that I mean, as long as it's given, like I said, opportunity to spread, it's not going to go away. And then the other concern is it, you know, it's, it's something that could be passed on to animals. I think we talked about before is... Deer in Iowa have been found to carry the virus. So then if they get it back to a human, who knows? Ooh, that's dark. That, that was darker than I... That's not normalizing it. Well, but, no, but, I mean, you know, so what's so, going to become normal is... So, like, you could be an unvaccinated hunter and shoot a deer with COVID mm-hmm. and catch COVID. Yeah, you clean from, that from deer. deer. Yeah, and you're going to get <laughs> oh, COVID that, that, from the deer. kind of how 28 Days Later started. Oh, was it? Well, cleaning deer? Not deer, but it was a, uh, it was animal experimentation, mm. and a bunch of animal rights zealots broke in and freed the. I think they were some type of gorilla or monkey, and that were infected with this rage, and infected the people, and that was it, man. The world basically ended. From that, I didn't see 28 Days Later. I thought it was a follow-up to the Sandra Bullock rehab movie, 28 Days, and I just skipped it. But a bump. (laughs) Rim shot. (laughs) You know what? You should absolutely watch it. It's a great movie. So the good news, though, is in addition to the the vaccine, we now have antivirals. Who? uh, Who's we? Who's we? Who's hippie? You got a frog in your pocket? Who's got these antivirals? Can you you hook a brother up with some antivirals? You honestly think that 
we're gonna they're gonna have a drug by the same people that did the 5G <laughs> vaccine. You're gonna trust Pfizer to give you that? that? Wasn't Pfizer it developed was the other in one. a Wuhan lab? What yeah, Pfizer was what? one of them though. They're developing well, it was one. Pfizer. Okay, yeah, yeah. I it think doesn't matter what Fi- company. It doesn't matter. Yeah. If it's not ivermectin. Yeah. Oh, come on yeah. now. Rogan and uh, and Rogers, they both took the monoclonals. Those were, yeah. you know. Oh, man, I hear them talking all the time about how and, those uh, monoclonal antibodies. Oh, oh man. those are the best. I hear, they, they, the they, best can't, they can't shut up about it. Like after, after the Packers won last weekend, you know, they interviewed Aaron mm. Rodgers in the field, and he said, I'm glad I could be out here thanks to those – very expensive monoclonal antibodies that are in my system. Yeah, that are, they, that are yeah. reserved for people with comorbidities. But you know, here I. Claim I heard I'm the first ten thousand fans in the tennis got uh, the monoclonal <laughs> antibodies when they showed up to the game. Yeah, <laughs> you can wear a mask, or you can get your monoclonal antibodies. <laughs> oh, you, anyway, uh, the point I wanted to make on the they were going to give away a scarf, but they went ahead and they went with monoclonal antibodies. It's better right. than being a five G transmitter. Well, for those that believe in science, I mean, the antivirals are a huge step. Uh, because if we would have had this thing at the when this thing broke out in China, it would have never became a pandemic. The interesting thing was with the first SARS, this company, Pfizer and whatever, there was a second one that was doing these things. They had the T-Mobile. technology. They were, they were working on the technology for these things. But when that SARS was limited in, in scope, they put it on ice because it wasn't going to make money. So now that there's a, a money potential, then it's been developed to the point. So, you know, going forward, another virus breaks out. The technology is there to head it off at the early stages. But Okay. Uh, so I'm, that's the I'm, new I'm, normal. I am, I am, I don't know if I'm encouraged or just kind of bewildered how two almost two years into this you still basically claim the science like you said you know if you believe in science and because it's the one true science and (laughs) i don't think you realize how flat that comes off to people who don't believe, because they've got their own science. Yeah. Well, uh, you and, cannot and say you cannot say the science with no, some type of moral certainty, because they don't buy it, and they're never going to yeah. buy it. Well, then it's, they're going to end up dead <laughs> in the long term. So uh, you like Christopher Columbus, like showing up and sticking the Spanish flag in the beach. And, and, and the people that have lived there for a thousand years are like, what the fuck? That's our beach. What are you doing? What do you mean you discovered? You didn't discover yeah. me. You discovered what? <laughs> I've been here the whole time. I was born here. So we, we didn't yeah. we didn't talk about this, but that that weird segment on The View where they had I, one of I, their former co-hosts. I can tell you now. I, I, I definitely missed it. So oh. tell us which one, which segment it was. Your, Post the link. Because I I remember somebody making fun of me and um, Ellen. So go ahead. Tell us about The View, Jerry. It was on Twitter. Uh, By by the way, I think the Ellen conversation was uh, not being recorded. But if we want to talk, if we want to, like, we want to talk out of school, let's go. Uh, I'm ready. You want to talk Ellen? You want to talk some Ellen? I really don't. I was surprised that she was still on the air. I thought she left, but maybe that's like like it's her last season. But um, no, what were, what were you saying about uh, the View again? So I'm, they I'm, had I'm, a I'm former, enchanted by this View a, conversation. She's a former co-host, and she's got a very biblical name, Jedediah. Oh yeah, oh, yeah that oh, that's right. which, yeah. Which, that, by the way, thought was a guy's name, but maybe that's you know that's my that privilege. Is, I always assumed that to be. Like uh, an Amish, uh, a really nice Amish gentleman's name, you know, um, makes makes really good furniture somewhere in Pennsylvania. So this person, I believe, was a former co-host of The View that was pitching her book. And she is yep. a... Always pitching books. Yep. Oh, a yeah. Div- 
a dedicated and a very well-spoken anti-vaxxer. Oh, and and a I, I, and an advocate. I did not expect that sentence to end there. Oh, when, and when an you advocate of personal very freedom. Very well spoken, and you know. Yeah, when I listen to that that conversation, is like, is this Aaron Rodgers? Because she was making the exact same arguments, but so. way, way more eloquently. Oh, way more eloquently, and she talked pretty, Jeff. No, she talked. She talked with a certainty. Yeah. That uh, an authority? Absolutely. Authority. authority yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Much, okay. Much uh, better word. Now, hmm, now okay. that this, now, I am not saying that I agree with anything she said. <laughs> However, she made her point with authority. Okay. She was, I think she was very believable. And hmm. the host of The View who basically turned this into like like a bad tweet that just gets dumped on. Okay. They were snarky. They kind of they were kind of making fun of her as, you know, like can't believe you're saying this. Kind of, you know, kind of tut tut, you know, kind of looking down like can't believe you're this, can't believe you're you're hmm. saying this. You 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 know, I, you poor stupid woman. And I don't believe I'd ever said or ever thought I would say this, but I will put a link to this clip to The View in the show notes. Uh, and I'm actually really looking forward to seeing it myself. Look, there was a, there was uh, a line seen this. in there by one of the hosts that said, I can't believe you are prioritizing your personal freedom over basically the greater good. Yeah. And as soon as she said that... I, 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 I like slump back in my chair. Not mm. that not that that point isn't <clears throat> isn't like true. like true. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But you basically said you sh- like like completely yeah. framed it like she would want like she would want it to be framed. Exactly. Like no, it, it, you, I will never you, give up. My you personal fought freedom. the fight on right. their terms. Absolutely. You you stepped into their ring, you accepted their rules of engagement, and you're gonna get clucked. You're talking you know? their language yeah. and and just You've got no shot of winning. None. This woman the, I you could feel people, you know, from their Facebook pages basically high fiving the TV. Because that's exactly how they think. Yeah. Yeah, owning the libs. And so I don't understand how you could choose to prioritize your personal freedom over the health and safety of others. Well, if you don't understand that, then you don't understand all of those people out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've just written all those people off. Self-checkmate. They've written you off. And, And it doesn't, that's not, again... That's not to say that what she said doesn't have a little bit of truth to it. Because it is hard to understand why somebody would do that. But when you say it in their terms, you, you've, you've basically, you've lost the argument. Well, not, not just that, is you've made the argument for the other side. Because they're going to be using and tweeting the hell out of that. You know, they're going to take segments of that clip. It's Beto O'Rourke saying... Hell yeah, we're coming for your guns, and that is something or you can take and use. Parents shouldn't know? have a shouldn't have a say in what the curriculum is. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Without without saying, well, there is the PTA. I guess there is that. Yeah. yeah. Or PTA. But just like anything else, it's it's something that can be easily soundbiteable, that conveys exactly what you're and trying to. She disenjoy. she talked about all her doctors. And all yeah. the science, and at, with the same amount of of belief, Jeff, that you talk about the science. I'm not a scientist. Should I believe Jeff or should I believe her? That's the same thing that Aaron Rodgers uses. I have I have this medical staff that told me for my best interest, for my particular circumstances. You know, this is the best route for me. So she made that. Say, that's what I'm saying. Is, is like. 
there must be a playbook on this stuff because it sounded identical. If you watch his whole uh, interview, he did identical to that, and you know, which is mm-hmm. identical to the Rogan thing too Jeff, when he was Jeff, debating. What do you have against the best immunity, aka yeah. natural immunity? What do you yeah, have yeah. against that? Because it's not the best. Because you, you're the of the three of us, you're the one that absolutely has it. You should be an advocate for it, if anything. Yeah, no. actually, you should be the poster child for natural immunity. Mm-hmm. Why, yeah, do, you, why you, do you hate science? You do notice that I got the uh, the two shots of the other on top of it because mm-hmm. I knew that was the better science. Not the third? Not yet. At some Not point, that may be huh? something I might consider, sure. Because there's no harm. Well, then why not? I got Vincent to give you the okay. Hmm? You just waiting for Vincent to give you the okay? No. He's, Vincent seemed a little anti-third shot when he came on the show. He I'm was. Just saying. Clearly. I'm just saying. He's not anti. I mean, he I, wasn't you know, pro. we say do your own research. <laughs> if people do research and they find our show where Vincent says, eh, you don't really need the third shot, you know. What would you, so, how for, would you feel, Jeff, if that blurb was weaponized against your favorite right podcast wing. host? What if, yeah. what if your interview with him brought down the whole empire? Not, not ours. Strictly yours. Only yours. <laughs> I guess I'll have to re- re-listen to that to see how hard he was there. But I mean, what you know, was the uh, catalyst for for Trump's victory in 2024? <laughs> uh, how would you feel, Jeff? How would you feel? We lost the huh? house in 2022 because thanks, because Jeff. Doctor Vincent wasn't like full on booster shot. Yeah, you remember in about 2012 when everybody said thanks, Obama. Well, it's 2021 and everybody's saying thanks, Jeff. Thanks, Jeff. You know. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. How would you feel? Tell us. How would you feel? I feel fine. Da 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 da. That would be I feel good, not I feel oh. fine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, White uh, boy. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we're I think we're going to have to get used to the weaponization of basically everything. The vaccine. Like like innocuous things that never were before. Vaccines, school boards. Okay, good example on that, too, is I heard a stat that Republicans' uptake of the flu shot has tanked. So it's not just carry, you know, it's not just about this particular, you know, um, oh, 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 okay. vaccine. I, 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 so, so the number of Republicans this year getting the flu shot has It's reduced. also gone down. Right. Dramatically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got mine about two weeks ago. Well, of course you did. I'm not you a were Republican. In, you were instructed to by George Soros. I, I got my marching papers in, in the mail, along with my, my talking points. Did you get your protest check? Of course. I mean, <laughs> every week on Monday, just like normal. But to circle around to the beginning parts of the show, all of these things that we talked about... Yep. Wouldn't say they're real positive trends. Not so, a feel-good no. episode, but again. You, right. Well, it, I mean, it, you could sum it up with there's a lot more of saying the quiet parts out loud, it seems like. We're, we're talking about, like, General Flynn, who just out and out said in public, if we're going to have one nation under God, we need to have one religion. I'm sure there was a there was a lively discussion as to which religion that should be. I assumed he meant uh, Zoroastrianism. I, I just assumed, I, that, but that's me. I think your uh, assumption did, is did wrong. Did you take sir. a different take on that? Was he possibly thinking about evangelical Christianity by any chance? Because I mean, that, I mean, that's basically what he said was, you know, fuck the Jews, fuck the Muslims. Fuck the Sikhs and everybody else. This is a Christian country, and you're either with us or you're against us. Which, by the way, and and he's a nut. But oh, he's absolutely there are people, a fucking nut. There are people at the time of recording that are I, that are still waiting in Dallas for JFK Jr. to show up. Sorry, it's just not normal. Whoa, 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 it's whoa, not whoa. normal. I think some of them are waiting for JFK Senior to show up. Both. I'm yeah, not exactly both. sure. Well, that's I think, just crazy. I think there's a little bit of both. That's honestly. just crazy. Obviously, that's crazy. I mean, and, and, Junior, you can see that happening. I mean, that that's within the realm of possibility. But Senior, that's that's just you know beyond the pale. And why would he come back to where he was shot? Come on now, who would want to revisit that? 
Why? Why? Well, I don't understand why they thought initially he was going to be there twenty days prior to the day he was shot. I Some sort of mix-up in the Gregorian calendar or something. I, I because it was the second when it, when it first happened, everybody showed up on the second, but it was the twenty-second when he was sh- when when. When well, had a, it had a two in it. They knew there was a two in it, so yeah, they were close. Yeah, we we can joke about it because it's joke worthy, but it's well, it's not normal. But these are serious people. It's right? not normal, and these people no, these and, people and, are going to be running far for be school it for me board. to try and apply logic to this, but yeah, it's it's insane that these you know that there's what close to a thousand people have shown up in downtown Dallas waiting for JFK Jr. To show up from the dead to announce that basically he's Trump's VP, VP, yeah, VP, yeah. And and what? I mean, it's I don't know. Every ele- every election is going to be rigged. Mm-hmm. Every every election, every election will be contested. They want to, and I'm surprised, Jeff, you haven't mentioned it prior. But one of one of the the goals of the dark money behind all these groups is to dismantle public education. Yep. Yep. Absolutely dismantle it. Maybe you can reach out to your new representative. Yeah, Jeff. What, MTG? Uh, what district might you be living in? Yeah. Uh, I hmm. might be in uh, MTG's uh, district. So they, they've taken, they're, according they're trying. to the latest, yeah, according to the latest maps, they've taken a really, really deep, dark, rich, blue section of Cobb County and and carved it out and moved it to adjacent 11th district of, of Georgia, which is represented by the honorable, I'm sorry, what's the, uh, what's the uh, senator, or I'm sorry, the representative, not senator, representative from the 11th district of Georgia again? Well, 14th. For, is it 14th? I'm sorry. 14th. I, I'm sorry. I'm I'm in the eleventh. Would it would it give you satisfaction, Jeff, to vote against her though directly? Yeah, I mean, but you know, the point of this, the how this is being done, you know, if it gets official, it just just you know angers me to no end. But who who would you be able to show up to a town hall at as a representative constituent and I'd have, I'd have voice to, your opinion? I'd have to buy a gun and a and a red <laughs> hat and. And, hey. this, and this goes for everybody. You'd look good in a four-wheel drive, man. I'm just saying. You better get involved, even if you never have before, like your democracy depends on it. Because it oh, does. Sure. Yep. Because too oh, yeah. many of us sit on the sideline, but I don't feel I don't feel this this groundswell of activism. Like mm-hmm. I'm not well, I'm not I'm not hearing people signing up and sending checks and being concerned about it. I don't feel it at all. Like in 2022, Matt Gates, if in 2024 there's a Republican president, all of the things that are going on, Justice Department-wise, goes away going forever. Away. And why have they not filed charges against him? And, and, and... Because federal courts move slow. super slow. Um, and a lot of times for good reason. But, but on child sex trafficking charges? I mean, seriously. I mean, this this isn't like, you know, Homeboy got caught on a DUI right, or some bullshit. But, but, I mean, but this is... Homeboy, that, but Homeboy, there's no, there's, no, there's no pictures. There's no smoking gun evidence. There's a lot of financial information. And there's also a guy that's still spinning who might not be turning, the best yeah, witness. State's evidence. Federal, a federal prosecutor is not going to bring something up that they don't have a super good chance of winning. Mm-hmm. Plus, he's a congressman. You better be buttoned up when you're charging him. That's true. Okay. So and it's not too hyperbolic to say that your democracy depends on it, but it really does. And if the average American waits for somebody else to do something, then then like in, what was that, Bill Paxton in Aliens 2? Game over, man. And... I mean it. In 2022, every investigation that's going on for January 6th will be shut down for if, corruption. If no, no, I mean, it won't be shut down. 
it will be spun. All of those powers, if you thought Benghazi was a shit show, it will be a hundred times worse. They will use that power outrageously terribly or terrible. Oh, yeah. Impeach Biden will Hmm. be on day one. It'll be way it'll, it'll be it'll be exponentially worse. They're going to go after every fellow congressperson. They're going to investigate things and tie things up and and just give Fox News and all the right wing propaganda machine unlimited fodder. It will only get worse and it will it could get worse quickly. But the the concern seems to be more about Man, fucking Joe Manchin. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for him, things would be different. Well, guess what? He gets some shit done around here. It is. It's the way it is. So instead of lamenting what we can't do, we better mm-hmm. damn well focus on what we can do and what we should do. And which is what? Everybody, and I mean everybody, needs to get more involved. I know you say that, but then th- my question is, where do you turn? Where do you send money? What are the organizations that are actually well, working on that? So if, and some liberals I mean, I and progressives don't want to hear it, but unless you've got a chance as an independent candidate to beat a Democrat, you better make the Democratic Party better. And it's not just checks. It's getting off. It's getting off our collective fat asses and knocking on doors and handing out and and handing out merch or or um, uh, one pagers and getting names and and running for office and not waiting for somebody else to do it. We don't have the numbers anymore. Hmm. I mean, it, it, I think there was a, a satisfaction of, from our side, like a sigh of relief after four and a half plus, maybe five years of just Hell. shit with yeah. Dotard. And it could end, it, first of all, it never really happened because we never had the, the votes in the Senate. But if we lose the house, we will be back in the darkest days of the Dotard presidency. Oh my God, Kevin McCarthy is oh, don't want to think about. Can it. you can you imagine reinstating MTG and making her like the head of a committee, or Lauren Boebert, or Gates, mm. or? Yeah. Uh, Gosar. Gosar. I mean, financial committee or some shit. Oh, they they could they could put him on. uh, They can put him on oversight of the Justice Department. Yeah. I mean, it 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 could get bad really quickly. quickly. And and I understand why no one wants to think about it because it sucks. It sucks. (laughs) Yep. But it will suck way worse if we get there. And we cannot. Because if we do, I'm not sure that we're gonna yeah. be able to we're gonna be able to avoid it. Or this ever recover. Isn't a Hollywood movie and the guy in the white hat isn't destined to win, uh-uh. unfortunately. There's no there's no there's no hero in the third act. Mm-mm. 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 It it has a very ambiguous ending. Hey, I hope I hope uh, everybody had a really great Thanksgiving. I really appreciate you listening to the <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast. <laughs> Actually, that's that's the the week after, but yeah, yeah. So we'll listen to this on the way to Grandma's house, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, so, hey, it'll give you some good conversation over. Anybody got a recommendation? Um, I'm going to skip Jeff because uh, David Silverman says that liberals don't read books. <laughs> So, yeah, you're a fucking liar. Fuck you're a he, fucking oh, liar, okay? Man, liar. Man. Oh. You're a fucking liar. 
He's such an asshole. Well, I would recommend The View. <laughs> I really like The View. And yeah. Uh, I, I like the banter. The, the, the saucy banter. Of, I like it when I, they I'm get more snarky with guy, people. But I mean, I'll suffer through The View. To, you know, but I like the chew better. You know. Oh, and they, they had Chris Christie on just recently too. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> Who didn't? Exactly, yeah. exactly. Mm-hmm. That makes me so angry that they're just you know anybody's got a book. Come on, yeah. You know they did the same thing with. Uh, like uh, you know what a book is, liberal. Who, who, who was our liar. secretary of state? Um, Ruff, uh, right. What's his name? Rufo. Yeah. Brad Raffensperger. R- Raffensperger. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, with his nice book. So, so that's what we need to do. We need to have a book. We need uh, the Godless Heathens book, and then maybe we'll get on. There some we go. We, networks. We, we need to write a. We you need know to push some paper. You know, we we're, we're not doing. We're not doing the the that boomer shit and writing a book. We're gonna do TikToks. We, we should get a ghostwriter <laughs> to write the book for us, and and then we just you know go on tour, push there some paper. Go. So you got a you got a Substack or a or a podcast or you got anything who you jerry me? oh me yeah hey. you got anything jerry go i i left it all on the table during the okay. during the pod <laughs> the view that's that's his recommendation watch the... <laughs> all right see ya Done. <laughs> happy thanksgiving yeah everybody have a nice turkey day with your family all right have a little cranberry yeah. sauce. celebrate the colonizers <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the whole thing is a myth. We know that. The Thanksgiving myth. Oh, my God. We're going to open this fucking bubble? We're going to crack this egg? Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know what? Don't even get me started on Christmas. Don, oh, my Christmas. God. Oh. Yeah, Don, you control this part. So if you don't you know, want actually, this hurt. That, that is true. Everybody get ready. When we come back, we'll we'll officially kick off the war against Christmas. All oh, right? thank goodness. We'll see you my favorite time of the year. It's my favorite, absolutely favorite time of the year. Absolutely. The war against Christmas. I gotta get some ammo. See ya. Some of them at the party and the devil is my friend and the devil